welcome to another episode of After Dark with Rod and Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. Tonight, my guest host is Heather Robinson of the New York Post, and we're going to be dissecting, among other things, Biden's speech that he gave last night. We're also going to talk about the war in Iran. In Iran, I meant Israel. I guess I said Iran because Iran is really like the foot person for this. We know that they're funding Hamas, although our president doesn't want to admit it. And I say president the way I do because I would normally say the resident in chief. But we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about the what has happened to our country as a whole. And I think what we're seeing that's happening here is that the Democrats are showing their true selves. Not all Democrats, but the radical arm of the party, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, AOC, and some of the others, they're showing who they are. And not only that, we're now seeing how indoctrinated our schools have become and have been. You go to any college campus or any regular public school campus, and you look at the teachers, especially in a lot of the big cities, they really don't look like teachers, I have to say it. They don't. They look like they're ready to go out and jump on a picket line and start protesting or start rioting. When I was in school, the teachers, they looked like teachers. They behaved like teachers. They dressed like teachers. We have fallen so far from that. And I've been saying this since we've been on air on the America Out Loud platform, that I think that the left have won the culture war to a degree. Just about in every institution, when you look out there, they're there. And what's scary is that they're in our schools, in our primary schools, these radicals. And it's as if they, 20 years ago, they looked and said, If we're going to change things the way we want them done, we've got to start at that basic level. And we've got to take these young kids because they're like mushrooms and indoctrinate them with our way of thinking while many on the right look the other way and say, oh, we don't want that. We want to just chase money, turning our children over to these radicals. And now look at what we have. Look at what what we've been seeing in a lot of our big cities with people coming out protesting, supporting Hamas and the Palestinians. Look overseas, and this is only happening in the West, whereby they can't identify a man from a woman or a woman from a man. And you know what, Heather? Mm-hmm. I was thinking the other day, Very, I don't know if many people thought about this. Is it not ironic that you have more men demanding to be called women than you have women demanding to be called men. I'm not sure that's the case, though, Rob. With the young kids, it's now it's more girls wanting to be boys. Well, right, wanting to be boys. I, I get that. But to come out and demand, like men uh, wanting to take jobs that women, they want to be on women's sports team, they want to be in Victoria's Secrets. Well, they they're want more to- aggressive. They're men. <laughs> exactly. They're men. <laughs> right. Not to say there are no women who are aggressive types, but right. let's face but it. They're, on but they're more right. biology, right? Men tend to be have more natural, you know, because testosterone produces aggression. So that's why 
you, men tend to be more physically aggressive than women on average. You know, I mean, no, we know there are the outliers, right? But all through 200,000 years of human history, men have been the hunters, you know, the, the warriors. Women were in the home, were the, the child raisers, the, the gatherers, the, the builders of the home. I mean, these are innate tendencies. And I think it's not an accident, probably, that when men try to become women, they still tend to be more aggressive <laughs> than the average I demand you call me a woman. I am a woman. How dare you call me anything else? And I was just thinking, I was just sitting, I was thinking, I'm like, wow, isn't that interesting? That yeah. these, they're, they're demanding. They demand. And I'm like, and where are the feminists? Why aren't they saying, but you're not a woman. You well, can't have a child. Yeah. You can't give birth. Your body does not supply enough blood after you've lost the blood for having a baby to have a baby. But well, everyone I is quiet. Some women, I have heard that there are some women, you know, lesbians, but also other women too, who don't feel safe with these essentially biological men. And look, I'm not saying it's every transgender person. I'm sure Sure, there are some women who want to be men who are lovely people, but some of these activists are are aggressive, and women do feel bullied by. Them. And, and it's and the I, activists. And I because I saw, I, I saw another, I saw a video whereby this one man who is a transgender, and he said, "You know, we've pushed it, we've taken it too far." He said, "I am a man. No matter how I try to change myself, no matter what I put on, I'm a man." And this entire he/she/they, he said, "It's ridiculous. It's crazy. It's only a small segment that's pushing this." The yeah, same way. I, mm -hmm, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I know a trans woman who was a man who works at a hair salon that I go to, who's a very sweet person, and um, I've never asked her her views on any of this, but she's you know, someone who's just a kind person and a nice person. And I look, I don't even know what the complex psychosexual, you know, identity issues are. But I, I, I you know, I, I have a little experience as many Americans do now with some trans individuals. And I think this particular person is a lovely person. But, um, but I think that the types of individuals who we're talking about, who, you know, I don't know why, if I were a trans man, I mean, I'm getting confused here, Rob, a trans woman. I mean, <laughs> it's I, I confusing. want to compete against women because, I mean, I think that people who have, have integrity don't want a grossly unfair advantage like that. I mean, it wouldn't really be a satisfying feeling. I mean, if you knew you had this, outsize advantage and um you were just competing against these people who biologically didn't have the same level of you know testosterone muscle and everything that you had grown up with i i don't know i mean i agree with you i think that that's a bridge too far and i don't know to what extent uh trans people who are not big activists actually even agree with that Right. But it's, it's, I just had that thought the other day when I was just sitting down, I was like, I don't know what came across my mind. And I said, wow, is it not interesting how you have men who are demanding? Mm -hmm. But that's, I just threw that out there, you know, in reference to the conversation that we're going to have tonight. Now, I know that you saw Biden's speech last mm -hmm. night. Tonight. Last night. Oh, uh, yes. Uh, I, I thought it was tonight also. Mm -hmm. But I, uh, 
I thought it was horrible. Mm-hmm. I thought it was disjointed. It was mm-hmm. all of 15 minutes. You could tell that he was reading from a teleprompter. He was squinting his eyes. This man lacks leadership. Well, yeah. Other I mean, world leaders are looking at this and they're probably laughing and they're saying, that's the best you've got. This is great. We're going to do whatever we want to do. And I don't care what anyone says. If President Trump was in office, we would not be here right now. Russia would have never gone into Ukraine. Hamas would have never bombed Israel. Yes, Hamas started it. And as you said before, Heather, Israel will finish it. I know a lot of people are saying, oh, no, Israel needs to stop. What do you mean they need to stop? Why, why aren't you telling that to Hamas? Why don't you tell them, return the hostages and mm-hmm. go home? But they don't want to do it. You know why? Because they're depending on the indoctrination of these young punks running around here protesting, saying Israel needs to stop. Why does Israel need to stop? Why? It's about survival. These are the same people who were told Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter. Now look at the indoctrination. Now look at what has happened. Even John Fetterman is saying that Israel needs to push forward. And you know, (laughs) I don't have a high opinion of of him at all. But this is what has happened. While we were out trying, while these people, not us, but these radicals were out trying to change the world saying, oh, they're after black people and they're after this and they're after that. The indoctrination was so ingrained in being forced. Now these young kids don't know what's up and what's down. I'm glad that a lot of the benefactors of these beneficiaries or benefactors of these college endowments are saying, we're closing our purses. You can make it on your own. Yeah. Now, now what is Harvard going to say? The first gay lesbian president, what is she going to say? She's black. What is she going to say now? She will go down in history as ruining Harvard's endowment. As so many other of these black leaders who are failing because they're trying to run with this crazy progressive white liberal agenda that white men are bad. They're colonizers. Now look at where it has gotten you. We will all perish if we don't get Biden out of office, Heather. I hate to be so dramatic, but I'm being truthful. This man will get us all killed. It is pretty scary, Rob. I mean, and I'm not one to be a fraidy cat, you know, but I think that things are aligning in a certain way. Um, I obviously number one right now on my mind is the plight of our American and Israeli hostages. I am just horrified. It's unthinkable. The babies, the children, all of them, you know, in the hands of these monstrous throwback people, it's unthinkable. Um, I, I know this may sound overly simplistic, but I don't understand why the United States with the most powerful military in the world and, you know, special forces like no other, all these branches, you know, the best firepower, the best air support, the best Navy, but also the best special forces. I just, I don't know. I I don't understand why we're giving these terrorists more power than they really have. They don't have a nuclear weapon and they can never be allowed to get one. They don't have an army and, and special forces the way we do, as, as skilled, as elite, as massive. I don't, and they certainly don't have the right here. They're, they're absolutely dead wrong and evil and depraved. To me, I just look at this and I think I'm no tactician. I, I leave the military judgments to others. I know it's hard. I know it's a, it's a daunting proposition with 
these poor hostages spread out all over underground and these low lowlifes hiding among them and among their own children, because this is the way they fight, we know, and Israel has known this for decades. They attack, like Andre Amare Stoudemire said the other day, the NBA legend, he put it very well. He said, that's some coward shit. They, they attack viciously and then they run and hide among kids. This is what they do you know, um, Islamist terrorists. And they've done this for, for decades. And then when Israel responds and tries to defend itself and hunt them down because they're hiding among kids and they're hiding weapons purposely among civilians, there's a certain amount of, of, of death and destruction to, to the innocent. But that's part of their strategy. They purposely set it up that way. So anyway... My bottom line is just I get that it's complicated because of that and any rescue efforts and efforts to to just destroy that organization are very complicated because the way they've ensconced themselves among our own people, hostages and their children. But I just think with the best special forces in the world, you know, and I don't say this lightly because we we treasure and and honor the lives of each of our service members. You know, but I do think our service members, those elite service members, sign up for the tough missions. God bless them. You know, and I say this with only gratitude in my heart. I don't think there could be a higher mission than this, than saving the lives of Americans being held, including children, in the hands of the most depraved, evil people imaginable. I don't know why we don't do an operation, whatever it takes to get these hostages back. I mean, these people aren't even a government. They're a ragtag bunch of dirty-ass terrorists, and we have the best special forces in the world. You know, I would like to see us partner with Mossad and get our people back, number one, and then deal with the rest of them. Well, Heather, look at what happened in Afghanistan. We still haven't gotten all of our people back. Joe left Afghanistan with his tail between his legs. The media refused to hold him accountable. 13 soldiers were killed. We, the thought was no man left behind, behind enemy lines. And those same people who were attacking Joe Biden then, they're now seeing a different tone when it comes to Israel. What is it about Israel? Why is it that people can't see? That they just don't want the Israelis to live, period. They want to get rid of the Jewish state. I don't care about people saying, oh, well, they took this person's land. That per it doesn't matter. Look well, at the other Arab countries. But, but look at the other Arab countries. They won't even take in the refugees from Palestine. Well, yeah, they won't let them in because they're afraid of them. Take anybody's land. That land was occupied by Jews since for millennia. There were always Jews on that land, as well as local Arabs. It wasn't taken. I mean, this is part of, and, and to the extent that Israel was, was developed, a huge amount of money was raised and paid to Arab landlords who weren't even occupying that land. Uh, Jewish National Fund, the charity, which is an old Jewish charity for, for decades, raised money to buy land from Arab landlords. So there's so many lies about the creation of the modern state of Israel, Rob, that, you know, we could, we could devote a show solely to that. But you make a good point when you say it doesn't matter. I mean, even if theoretically somebody took somebody's land, I mean, 
at a certain point, which they didn't, that, that does not justify devoting yourself for 80 years to murder and mayhem and being unable to accept any other compensation and move forward with your life, but instead th terrorizing children and decapitating babies and raping women, that's not a fight for freedom or for your land. I mean, it doesn't even make any sense. Even if you believe that, I mean, it's like saying because you want to occupy that particular piece of land, and no international money, compensation, jobs, you know, offers of peace for part of the land. Nothing for decades will ever make you anything other than murderously driven to kill. I mean, it's, it's, it's fanaticism. It's insane. And you're right. It's, it's, it should be called out. It makes no sense. But the point now is really it's not about the land at all because if israel ceased to exist tomorrow they'd be happy for five minutes and then fueled by iran which is a fanatical theocracy they would be seeking to dominate europe america anybody who doesn't want to become a radical muslim and that's what people have got to understand and realize. We're up against a commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation. You're listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform, and my guest host tonight is Heather Robinson. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop. Look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25. Heather, I agree with you what you were saying when we went to break. And what I had said also, that it's not about the land. Because even if they were to remove Israel, which is what they want to do, five minutes they later, Gaza, they would the be but I, mad again about something else. Right, and they gave the, 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 the place from which the worst of this barbarism is emanating is Gaza, which is, Israel isn't even in Gaza. There's no settlers, there's no soldiers. They got what they asked for. 
Israel uprooted 10,000 people in 2005. That was the Gaza withdrawal. Even though that land, I guess, had some religious significance, and it was a very painful process that um, Ariel Sharon, who was a tough general, he agreed to just to give the Gazans what they wanted and to, to, I guess, get our people out of harm's way. I mean, they were carried out by the IDF and there were tremendous protests. But the point is they got Gaza to themselves. They didn't want any Jews there. They didn't want any Israeli there. So they got what they wanted, what they were saying they wanted. They were gifted billions of dollars, 14, I think, billion dollars worth of greenhouses that they destroyed. This is the, the, the people of Gaza. And my understanding is that all the international aid that's poured in there all these years, um, the Palestinians have been the largest per capita recipients of international aid in, in human history for many decades. I don't think any of it goes toward building much of anything. It's indoctrination in schools to hatred. It's building these tunnels so that the terrorists can hide. That's what they do with the money, the U.S. taxpayer money and the money they get from other countries. The world puts up with a lot from these people. So they're pretty much failing themselves They've given up. We're giving them all this money. They haven't done anything with it. They just stew and hate and hatred. You look at the money that we have given. They want more money to come over to the Palestinians. We give it to them. What do they do with it? What do and what do they do with uh, it? They're getting money again for this supposedly for a humanitarian purpose. And you know, look, nobody is looking at this and cheering. Okay. Unlike their side, I mean, we feel bad for the children. Nobody wants this to be a humanitarian catastrophe. But how do we know that money, that U.S. tax money, that's being given right now to Gaza, I mean, if, if Israel is struggling to even identify and locate the Hamas terrorists, how do we know that money isn't going to the hands of Hamas terrorists? We don't know exactly who is who the whole thing is chaos on their side and we're we're giving them money again and i mean what you said is you know is right i mean if people wanted to stop they should give the they should return our hostages i i do think that i mean i don't like the whole i don't I don't like the humanitarian catastrophe with regard to children on their side either. I really, really don't. And honestly, I hesitate to say this. I mean, I think that's a tough one morally. What I don't think is tough at all is the idea that if you get a hold of any adult who knows anything in those territories, I think there are ways to get information out of them. And I think that's what we should be doing by any means necessary, not by, I wouldn't hurt a child. I'm just saying anybody who knows anything ought to be dealt with by our special forces. And everybody's got a breaking point. I think they ought to find out where those hostages are, pronto, number one. But it's unfortunate that many people here in the Democrat Party, mainly, they don't believe that, the host- that there are hostages. 
I walk around the city and I see the signs of uh, innocent people saying, have you seen this person? Pictures of babies and families that have just been gone, taken. And my son and my nephew, they're saying, why are they putting the pictures here? And it's all the way in Israel. I said, so that people will remember and know that this is real. This is not fake. This is real life. These people were stolen from their families. I read an article the other day of a woman, a grandmother, who was held hostage. And to keep her, the radicals from killing her, Hamas, Mm -hmm. she started making small talk. Mm -hmm. And then she started cooking for them. Because she said she Mm -hmm. could tell that they were angry because they were hungry. And she needed to take her insulin. So she started small talk, asking them. She even asked, could you teach me Arabic? Mm-hmm. And she got, she started engaging them. Yeah. And her son, who happened to be a police officer, was able to convince them to free her. Mm-hmm. And you have people here who, Rashida Tlaib, Ilian Omar, leading rallies, protests, saying, oh, look at what happened to the hospital. And see, I blame our media for that, our liberal media, that were quick to jump on the propaganda by Hamas to say that, oh, the Israelis, they're... Uh, they blew up a hospital and 500 people were killed. And the media jumped on that and just started spreading it like wildfire. I think mm-hmm. it was Churchill who said that a lie will travel all the way around the world while the truth is still in bed. The truth is putting its pants on. I think it was Mark Twain. Putting his pants on. Mark Twain. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's sad because that's exactly, mm-hmm. what, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. They Mm -hmm. came out, well, and should we be surprised? Look at the propaganda that the media has put out, that they're constantly spinning. The whole thing with Black Lives Matter. Oh, the police, they're after black people. And again, because black people are so emotional, when they hear anything about a police officer killing a black person, oh, they're coming after us. But when you look at the numbers, you'll find out that police have killed more white men, white women, really, than black men. Really? White women? Yes, yes. Ooh, I better do my (laughs) But you don't hear that. You don't see it. The same time George Floyd was killed, there was a white woman who was killed. She came out of a house with a a knife aiming at a police officer, and they killed her. But you don't hear that. Black Hmm. people, you can't tell them that. They'll say, oh, no, 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 you're, no, no, it's us, because they want to be the victim, because the media has told them that they're the victim. So when they came out, when Israel came out and said, this is what we're going to do, and then they immediately said, oh, no, you can't do that. We need to practice restraint. We need to take a breather. Well, why are you telling them that when they're trying to defend their lives, they're trying to defend their people? And now Israel is saying, we're going to give all of our citizens guns. We're going to give them all guns so they can defend themselves. Oh, I didn't even hear that. Yes, mm-hmm. so that they can defend themselves. Well, and then that's... you have people, you have Israelis, people, Jewish people, kid, young people that are leaving the States, going back home to fight. Mm-hmm. No way. Yeah. yeah. I saw I a really uh, touching uh, video of this one woman. She was walking up to her son. They had called him up, you know, active duty. Yeah. And he was standing in formation with his other uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. And she went up to him and she hugged his arm. She smelled his arm and she touched his face. And she was crying because she knew that I might not see him again. But mm-hmm. this is a price. You know, he's going to liberate our country. And then eventually he was just standing there and you could tell he wanted to cry. You could see the emotions. And I think his unit guard or someone told him that he could hug her. And I thought, wow, that's so touching. Now, Mm -hmm. imagine 
these knuckleheads that are in the streets shouting Black Lives Matter. Imagine Antifa going to war to defend the country. They wouldn't even know what they're defending. They wouldn't even know what to do. But they have all this freedom that our soldiers have gone and died for. I mean, it breaks my heart seeing this. But, you know, you have the freedom to do it. They have all this freedom yeah. to attack and to lie. and to Yeah, yeah. it is upsetting, Rob. You know, in contrast, in France and I believe Hungary, the pro-Hamas protests were outlawed by Macron and... Um, Good. Good. Yeah. And I mean, even though I am, uh, you know, I do believe in free speech and it's a complex problem here. But, you know, I think that those countries, they have um, they, they have large Muslim populations who in many instances have not been well integrated into the society. A lot of radicalism. They you know, Germany, France, they, I'm not sure about Hungary, but I know Germany and France took in a huge number of Muslim refugees in recent decades. And it's been a terrible problem in, uh, in Germany and France. Um, you know, I mean, I think unlike the Muslims of America, by and large, who tend to be law-abiding people here, and I'm not saying everybody over there is a problem, Okay, I don't want to overgeneralize. We don't want to be uh, prejudiced. But, you know, I think most of those people are probably law-abiding people. But there is a very bad element uh, in, in France and Germany who have been, there have been riots where a lot of German women are raped, have been raped. There have been a terrible abuse of Jews in France by radical Muslims. And I think that Macron and Orban and, and you know, in Germ the Germans, they realize that they have uh, a potentially restive uh, population that contains some very militant elements. And that's why, by the way, it would be a horrible mistake for this country, the United States, to admit refugees from Gaza. You know, these are people who have been indoctrinated from birth to hate Jews hate Israel, hate America, too. So, and we've paid for it because the United States funds UNRWA, is the biggest contributor to the United Nations Relief and Works Agency, which has subsidized the Palestinians for 70 years. And it's a mess. But the bottom line is, you know, the other Arab countries, if they care so much about Palestinians, they should take them. And it needs to be called out. It has to be called out. All of this has to be called out. And it's unfortunate that no one wants to call it out. I remember some years ago, probably about a decade ago, when they had a lot of these Muslims that were, I don't even want to say migrating. I think that they were just invading these countries and the problems that they were having in Sweden, and they were trying to hide it. They were trying to hide the fact that for these Muslims to adjust to Western culture, it was very difficult. Mm-hmm. The rapes that were taking place, women who were attacked. And no one wanted to call it out. And we will have the same thing happen here in America. Before the war in Israel took place, we were looking at the pictures in New York City of our, those high-end hotels of nothing but men who were there hanging out on the streets. Why is it that there's so many men that are coming here? We read the other day that the at the border, they stopped two terrorists 
two guys who are on the terrorist list. We've been saying this for quite some time. And why is it that we're trying to give all this money to Ukraine to help them with their borders, but we can't protect our own border? Joe Biden is a complete miserable failure. His speech was a failure. Well, but Rob, you know, let me just say that I'm very frustrated too, but I have been a little tiny bit pleasantly surprised that he hasn't, at least it, it, it should, we should be able to take it for granted, but you know, we can't take it for granted that people understand that crashing into across the border, grabbing children and beheading them and gang raping women and dragging them through the streets and bragging about it on video and massacring hundreds of civilians is is evil and is the act of a monstrous group and that they must be eradicated this group i mean we should be able to take that for granted but we can't a lot of people lack the moral clarity to see this and they blame the victim because somebody's on land that somebody else thinks that uh, because their great grandfather's olive tree was on that they should be on that particular piece of land i mean it's, it's absurd that this would justify mass murder but, you know, we can't take for granted that people understand this. And Biden, at least, is articulating a sane and rational position and recognizes that this is, you know, evil bloodlust against innocent people. And it has to stop. I mean, at least he's doing that. Um, so I haven't been as disgusted with him the past few days. I think he's spoken well. Although, like I said, I would like to see America, I would like to see America go all the way to Tehran and get rid of that regime. I don't know what we're waiting for. I know it would be messy and difficult, and it's nothing against the Iranian people, who many of whom are good people, um, who protest their regime, who are brutalized by the regime. And, I, you know, I know I've been against this idea of nation building, and I, I don't think that it's... America's res- responsibility or that it's worked out well for us to try to remake entire societies. But, you know, from where I sit, these these other efforts we made, I mean, I think probably, if anything, overthrowing the Iranian regime makes a lot more sense than, say, overthrowing Saddam. I mean, yeah, we did what we did and we it wasn't black and white, but I mean, this is a case where the Iranian people are, I think, much, I think they're pretty close to united. I mean, I, I think there are some, some elements that support the government, some rabid Islamists, but you see that the Iranian people are, are groaning under the brutality of this regime. A few months ago, I think it was, there were mass protests after that young woman was, was murdered by the state for exposing her hair, remember? There's a there's a big movement of people who want normalcy, who want women's basic liberties right, respected, and the people there are rising up. They really do. They try the Iranians, unlike people in many other situations, including Gaza. By the way, you know we're told that the that Hamas does not represent Gazans, and I would like to believe that. That you know I I don't know what to believe. I mean, you don't see masses of people rising up. And I know that Hamas is brutal, but so is the Iranian regime. And a lot of Iranians have protested, have, you know, been beaten by the police to take a stand. So my point is just, I, you know, I think that 
it's complicated, I'm sure, geopolitically. And I, but I, I kind of wonder why is it so unthinkable? I mean, if, if Iran is behind this, and they are, you know, if this continues, I mean, why should America put up with it? Why should the world put up with this? What are we going to do? Sit back? You, we have a tiny taste of the Holocaust they would perpetrate if they can, if they can get a nuclear weapon, Israel done, and then the West is next. I mean, I don't know what we're waiting for, really. Well, it begs the question, what is it, or, or should it beg the question, what is it that Iran has on the Biden administration or on Hunter Biden? And where is Hunter Biden? Because I think that he's connected to all of this. Well, in some shape, think. form, or fashion, not with Israel, but I definitely think that with Iran, I think that something happened. Well, and we I don't can't, know we, we can't, we, we can't, in my opinion, we can't dismiss it. There is something that's there that's keeping this administration from calling Iran out. And if it's not that, it is the entire Democrat Party that's in bed with Iran. We can't forget what happened in 1978 or 79 during the Iran hostage crisis and who was in power then a yeah, democrat well, I, I don't know that they're in bed with it i mean i think they're scared of them i think that they don't want to and look i, I mean I, I get it in the sense i mean this is a very big deal i mean i shouldn't I, I don't mean to just throw it out like it's uh you know changing the sheets i mean to change the regime of course we didn't done it already um you know more than once we've tried it with these other countries where I actually, I just happened to personally believe there was less of a compelling, I mean, interest. I, I know we went to Afghanistan to get rid of Al Qaeda and, you know, we, and, and, you know, hobbled the Taliban. We went to Iraq because I don't even know why exactly. Anymore. Well, Heather, wait, say, say that thought. We were up against yeah. another commercial break and we're going to pick that up on the other side of the commercial break and listen to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Outlaw platform. We'll be back after this commercial break. AmericaOutloud.news is beaten to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, troubled, misled, joyful, and thankful. We know you because we are you. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. It's a fight for the soul of humanity. The pandemic may be over for some, but millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-term effects of toxic spike protein from COVID-19 and the vaccines. Fortunately, Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at the wellness company designed their spike support formula with the miracle enzyme natokinase, scientifically studied to dissolve spike protein so you can feel your very best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. I'm afraid of going to the hospital. My doctor tells me nutrition doesn't work. Trust is earned. We are the Energetic Health Institute, and we want to earn your trust. Natural medicine, holistic nutrition, detoxification, fasting, cellular healing, and so much more. Remember, the best way to be free is to be healthy. 
So stop being a patient and start being a student at energetichealthinstitute.org. So we're back with the last half of After Dark with Robin Andrew, and we're talking about the crises that we're up against right now. We're talking about Biden and his, in my opinion, the speech that did not move the needle. It did not give me any confidence that he knows what he's doing. But Heather, you mentioned something on the other side of the break that I want you to share with our listeners, and that was a comment that Britt Hume had made about Russia and China. Go ahead, Heather. Well, he was just speaking in general of the axis that's forming between Russia, China, and Iran. And it it was very sobering, including to me, I, as you know, have been against um, U.S. involvement in the Russia-Ukraine matter. I I didn't feel that it was vital to America's national interest. I didn't feel that the Russians were coming here or that it was fundamentally our affair. Um, But now that we're deeply involved, um, you know, and I think that I do think it was a mistake, uh, but we're, we're in very deep and we've definitely, we, you know, I'm not saying Russia was an ally before, but we've, we've put them firmly in the enemy camp now. They're certainly not, from where I sit, going to help us with anything. Or, I mean, I think there was a window of time in the past when maybe, you know, in the, in the wake of 9-11 and the Beslan massacre, when the Chechens attacked a school and massacred hundreds of Russian children, there was some counterterrorism, some talk of cooperation. You know, we had the common enemy of radical Islam, which... I happen to believe is the biggest enemy of humanity at this time, simply based on what's happened. I mean, the rest of this is pretty theoretical. What will Russia do? What won't they do? And, you know, what will China do? But I mean, the people who are murdering, massacring Americans and have been since pre-1979 are the Iranians and their proxies, such as Hamas, they are, they're crazy, um, they're power mad, they make no secret of their agenda to destroy Israel and next the great state in America. So I think that the, what's, what's concerning now, though, is that Russia has found uh, some, I, 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 think, I think Russia, I don't think Russia loves them either, I mean, but it's not a matter of love, it's not, you know, it's a matter of power. And, you know, now that we've aligned ourselves so, so stridently against Russia, we've essentially gone to proxy war against Russia. I think by pushing on that, we push the Russians closer to these people. You know, the Iranians, they're, they're, you know, it's complicated. And, you know, geopolitics is very complicated. And, you know, I think people like us would like for it to just be about doing the right thing. And it has to be about that to some degree, but it's also about pragmatism. And, and the, the reality is now this axis is forming. And I'll tell you the truth. I, you know, much as I've been against this Ukraine involvement, I'm concerned. I don't know what we should do. I mean, I don't think it's winnable, but I also, I'm hearing the argument that because Russia is on the side, you know, Putin said something the other day, um, he said something anti-Israel, which was awful. You know, he said something like um, that the, 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 the cutting off Gaza is like the siege of Stalingrad or something like that, like trying to make it out like Israel's being so inhumane. And, 
which I think he probably knows is BS, but you know, it's all, it's all about power and optics and you know, he's showing his connection to Iran. He's showing that he's on their side. So it's, you know, it's very concerning. And, you know, now Biden's talking about bundling together the aid to Ukraine and the aid to Israel. Now, as Laura Ingram said very clearly tonight, you know, in one case, you have a proxy war that we've already given hundreds of billions of dollars poured resources into against another power that has not hit us directly, that's a nuclear power. You know, in the other case, you have our strongest, most loyal, truly values-connected ally savagely attacked and some of our own people attacked against an adversary that does not have nuclear weapons. I mean, it, really, there's a much stronger case for our involvement to protect and help Israel and to get our own people back, you know. So she was saying, you know, that we're way too, uh, you know, aggressive toward Russia and not aggressive enough toward the Islamists, and I agree with her. Um, but with this geopolitical kind of re reality now that's forming, again, I think as a result, perhaps in part of our own mistakes, you know, but, but we are where we are. And in, with regard to Ukraine, I don't even know at this point what we should do. I mean, do you have any thoughts on it, Rob? Well, <laughs> I do think, well, just as far as tying the money to Ukraine, bad move. But it seemed to me that the only way Biden felt that he could get or would get people on board with giving money to Ukraine, I mean, to, uh, to, to Ukraine, to say, hey, we've got to also help Israel out. I think right now Israel is okay. Uh, I know that they do need aid. They do need, you know, medical supplies. But I don't think that the two should be tied together. Mm -hmm. Ukraine, what happened to, that was a completely unprovoked attack on Israel out of nowhere. Now, we look at Ukraine. Russia has been warning us, the West, for quite some time. And we've spoken about this don't want you guys in my backyard. I don't want Ukraine to be part of, what is it? The uh, yeah. NATO. And we weren't listening. And what, why does Ukraine need to be part of NATO? What do they have to offer? Do they have a standing army? What, what, we're not an ally of Ukraine. Why aren't other European countries helping Ukraine? Israel is our ally. We're obligated to help Israel. And I don't think a lot of these young people are aware of it, and they don't know it because history is not being taught in our schools. CRT is being taught in our schools, how to hate yourself. But true history is not being taught. And why is that? Again, it goes back to what I said in the first block. Many conservatives look the other way. We decided to leave the education, everything about history to the liberals. And look at what they've done. They've come in and wreaked havoc. They've come in and made up fantasies. And now look at where we are. Ukraine has nothing. We have. Why are we involved? Why are we there? Why are we trying to protect their borders? Why are other European countries like Germany, the UK, France, why aren't they helping out? So we've got to go there. We've got to help out there. And then we, we definitely owe an obligation to our allies. 
And what are the European countries doing? What is the UN doing besides doing absolutely nothing? They, that was another group that came out and said, well, Israel needs to practice restraint. Practice restraint after these rogue terrorists came in and tried to take them out. And those same terrorists are here in America. So what do I think? I think there's a lot of mistakes that are being made. I think that if Trump were in office, this would have never happened. But he's not in office. So what do we do now? Well, for one, Republicans need to get their act together and go ahead and elect a Speaker of the House. A lot of people are saying, and I was one of them, saying that, you know, well, maybe maybe they should just hold up a little bit there so that we could keep some of this money in-house. But we know that there are ways to get around that, to send money all over the country. But they need to get their act together. They need to come together because this does not look good. Yes, this is democracy at play. But one of my biggest fears is that they'll just monkey around, and then the next thing you know, the Speaker of the House is a Democrat. We've got a lot of problems here that need to be corrected, that need to be ironed out. Yeah. And That's with scary. Biden at the top, I have no confidence whatsoever, Heather. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's very concerning. I know. I I, I want them to get there. They have to just get a, a Republican speaker. I, I don't know exactly what they're holding out over and. And I, I doubt I doubt they know what they're holding out over. Yeah, they're wrong. They're wrong. Our you know, listen, I admire our Republican firebrands, and but this is not the time. You know, it really isn't. It's, it's not. It's not the time. They need to set aside. You know, we can't be that selfish. You can't risk the security of the world over whether you know, somebody's hard line enough about any issue, even something as important as the border or, you know, you, you just, you can't, I mean, you can't, we're teetering on the brink of World War Three. I mean, they got to, you know, pick a speaker. I mean, what do they want to, be, to become a Democrat? And then what? I mean, that's just, that's a, a Pyrrhic, uh, not even a Pyrrhic victory because it wouldn't be a victory. It would just be falling on their sword out of some principle, but it's just not going to work right now. They have to just compromise and pick somebody or else the Democrats are going to, you know, get another victory. In the, you another know, victory. And they will use this to say, ha, 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 ha. Look, we're the ones we can govern. We oh. can govern. And when you look at the people, again, it just goes back to looking at the crowds that were in the streets, even at the Capitol. What about that insurrection and the rotunda going in staging a protest? Oh, by the way, I, I did want to say that I, I was reading about that a little, and some of the people there who claimed to be Jewish. I saw that, um, yep. Apparently were not, because ah. I saw some Orthodox people comment, commenting that the, one of the things that Orthodox Jews wear is called tzitzits. It's like the prayer shawl with the little strings that hang down outside their clothes. Anyway, I was reading a little bit on Twitter that some Orthodox People are saying that these people were not wearing tzitzits properly. There's a certain way to wear it. And I don't, I don't even know but what it is, but that, that the, the Orthodox were saying that these people are not actually Jews. At least some of them look like people posing as Jews, saying that they oppose, um, you know, supporting Israel in, in taking out Hamas. I mean, listen, there's a few crazy fringe people in every group, I'm not saying I know for a fact that they're not Jews, 
but I suspect that at least many of those people were not actually Orthodox Jews that were pictured there, you know, protesting Israel. So that's probably a, um, you know, a lie too. And of course, the media ran with it because they want everyone to think that, oh, look at these Jews. They're even against it also. They want I mean, there the may be Israelis a few. to stop. There may, there may be a few, but the way they portrayed it, I I just, I, I don't believe anything coming from the media. They were so quick to jump on this whole propaganda from Hamas that Israel blew up a hospital. Now, let's just yeah. admit it. I mean, and we've said this before. In war, men, women, and children will die. But there are rules of war. And when well, Hamas came yeah, down yeah. and attacked Israel the way they did almost two weeks ago, that wasn't part of the rules of war. Going in, kidnapping people, holding them hostage, burning babies, chopping, chopping off heads. And a lot of people, again, they're saying, oh, that didn't happen. That's propaganda. So that's propaganda. But when Hamas comes out with propaganda, you're quick to believe that. Not only that, not, Hamas bragged about it. They made the tapes themselves. They're, exactly. They're saying that they did it. They're yeah, admitting to their crime. They're denying it. They're proud of it, as we discussed. So, you know, as I tweeted at AOC, she had some thing about, oh, there's a lot of propaganda videos that aren't true. I wrote, nice try. Hamas released those themselves and bragged about it. I mean, you can't be more Catholic than the Pope. I mean, you can't. I mean, if they're sitting there telling you they did these atrocities and they're proud of it, you know, even their the propagandists who try to, you know, distort and twist and everything. I mean, there's only so much they can do. I mean, these people are so totally shameless. They're not even trying to cover it up. But, but AOC's trying to cover it up for them because they don't care and as i said during the first block this is a result of our education being hijacked by these lefties these progressive individuals they don't mean the country any good and this will not end well at all because what we see that's happening now it will happen here in the united states unfortunately I remember Trump had said when he was running for office, he said that he remembers seeing people who were cheering 9-11 and the media attacked him viciously. Oh, no, he's lying. Oh, he's making it up. But now we see throughout the United States people who are cheering on, supporting Hamas. Oh, yeah, what yeah. they're doing, well, the power of the Jews, it's all the Jews' fault. It's their fault. It's their fault. Yeah. yeah. But who started this? And the fact that Biden cannot come out and articulate that we are behind Israel 100% and call out Iran. Heather, I'm sorry. <laughs> I just can't. I, I just don't believe it. He had the perfect opportunity. 15 minutes on air or 16 minutes. Mm -hmm. And in my opinion, he could have saved that. He could have put that on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I was not, I did not feel consoled. I did not feel protected i felt as if though we're in trouble and that this will not end well and well, that we don't have the man for the hour mm -hmm, you know, a lot of people are saying oh he he came out and he did this even when he was on air force one the other day when he was coming from israel after the the, the king jordan and who was uh abbas mahmoud from uh Palestine, yes, and yes. These other Arab leaders 
rejected seeing him and they were saying, oh, it's because of days of mourning. No, no, let's stop the lies. Again, you the know media what? They're all on America's dole, too. They're right, all on the American dole. They decided they didn't. You know, that's the thing. These people have no, not even no respect, no fear, no shame, nothing toward America. Well, Heather, would you fear yeah, Joe Biden? And their hands let's just be honest. Would you fear Joe Biden? Would you no, fear anything? But I mean, it's it's it shows you what low character they are. I mean, they don't even. I mean, they're the ones who are always asking for money and needing American aid, and you know, it's endless. Including now, even after they've viciously attacked and tortured our allies and our own American citizens, they expect money from us to take care of their children that they hide behind. And I, I feel sorry for the children, and it's hard for me to take a hardline position because when, when any children are involved, I, I, I do have, I, you know, I don't want to see a humanitarian catastrophe. So I'm not going to, I can't quite bring myself to be against it, but I, I'm just noting the complete, total, lack of any kind of shame or sense of any responsibility themselves. I mean, they don't hesitate to ask for more help, more aid, more money. But by the way, they're not going to give the hostages back and they'll slap the American president in the face when he comes to the region. It's unbelievable. <laughs> but this is, this is where we are. And our children, our people have been indoctrinated not to see the truth even though the truth is out there, it's only up to us to wake up and go after it. We have problems in the House, Republicans that are fighting each other. They have the perfect opportunity to come together. You've been listening to After Dark with Robin Andrew on the America Out Loud platform. My special guest host tonight, Heather Robinson. We hope you tune in again for another episode of After Dark with Robin Andrew. And as my good friend Andrew would always say, stand for something or fall for nothing. Be blessed. And God save America and Israel. Thank you. Good night. Good night.